Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day you're watching this broadcast. This is Dr. Eric Tangu Monkem with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. You need inspiration. Inspiration is the spark. It's not enough. You need to be equipped. You need the tools and the resources that is going to accompany that inspiration. You need motivation. You need a daily reminder to keep the course. You need a daily reminder to keep your eye on the goal. You need a daily reminder to stay focused, to walk on the narrow path to declare, to uh, delay gratification, to be tenacious, to be persistent, to be consistent, to be pushful, to work hard, to be determined, to be courageous. It's Zig Ziglar who said that motivation is like taking a shower each day. And the motivation that lasts is that which comes from below, that which comes from within you. I am here this morning to remind you of one thing. Don't lose sight of where you are going. I am making the assumption that you have a destination in mind. We were running on the track yesterday with my wife and are doing an expansion of the high school on whose track we are running. The whole place right now is a big mess. There's a pile of dirt here. There is a big excavation here. The bulldozers are all over the place. And I told my wife, you see all this chaos going on around us right now, all the noise, the dust, the everything. These workers will be able to turn all this chaos into something beautiful because they have a blueprint. They have direction on what they are trying to build. And that is why for you to win big, for you to have an impact, it's very crucial that you see the end from the beginning. And then you can Keep your eyes on the goal, and you will be able to get there. I want to thank you so much for joining us today. You could have been in many different places, but you chose to be here. Do me a favor. Subscribe to my YouTube channel if you haven't yet done that. If you have, thank you very much. Share the broadcast. Invite other people to join us. And get a copy of my book, Racism, Where Is Your Sting? A provocative look at the beginning and the end of racism. This book will change your life. This book will set you free. If you still have feelings of inferiority, if you have feelings of superiority, if you still underlook other humans, 
this is going to help you treat all God's children with the dignity, the respect, and the honor they deserve. Each time, each time we take away the humanity of other people, we run the temptation of doing terrible things to these people. Each time we take away the humanity of other people, we run the risk of not treating them right. We run the risk of not treating them with honor, respect, and dignity the way we are supposed to. Just a minute, I'm going to have to open the door here for somebody. Yeah. I'm broadcasting. So sorry. I just wanted to make sure you knew he was here. We have to go. We have to go to the doctor. Sorry for that uh, interruption. Interruption. I had to let my son into the house. Yeah, let's let's continue where I left. I was saying that each time we stop treating people with dignity, with respect, and with honor, bad things happen. And the first step is always taking away their humanity. The first step is always treating them, looking at them to be inferior. And we justify the terrible things we do to them because we no longer see the image of God in them. We've been talking about the end of racism. And uh, so far, we've seen that you need to know your identity. You need to know that you are a child of God. You need to know that you are not inferior. You need to know that you are not superior. You need to uh, understand that racism and Christianity uh, do not mix. If you haven't listened to that particular broadcast, let me highlight a few things that I said regarding racism and Christianity not mixing. Racism and Christianity should never appear in the same sentence. They should never appear in the same sentence. You cannot be a Christian racist. It's impossible. If you're following Christ, he loves everybody. If you're following Christ, he died for everybody. How is it so difficult for anybody to understand? It's not possible to be Christian and racist. It's not possible to be Christian and racist. It's not possible to be a follower, a believer in Jesus Christ and you are racist. It's not possible. It is not possible. It is not possible. And if you claim right now that you are a Christian and you, you are not treating other God's children right, it's time for you to repent. You are deceiving yourself. You are lying to yourself. You are not following Jesus. You are doing your own thing. And that is why we've turned most of our churches into country clubs because we discriminate, we segregate against other people. We allow external things like dressing, food, or the culture, music, you name it, to divide the people of God. It is wrong. We need a turnaround. The soul is not black, it's not white, it's not yellow, it's not green. The soul is not defined by color, and we have to stop it. Christianity and racism are diametrically opposite to each other. The command is to go into the world and make disciples of every nation, every nation. And Jesus died for every nation. In heaven, there will be people from every tongue, from every nation, 
worshiping God and living together. We better start learning it here. We cannot allow our prejudices, our stereotypes, our, our, our fears, our ignorance to continue to divide us. It is wrong and it is strong. And it's something that needs to come from the heart. You must believe what the Bible is saying about the people that God has created. God created us in his image and his likeness. There's neither Jew nor Gentile. There's neither male nor female. Somebody brought up a, a, uh, a comment yesterday regarding my Christian faith, regarding my belief in Christ, regarding my belief in the Bible, and he was saying that I was, in, was, was, was I indoctrinated when I was a kid. No, I wasn't indo in, in, indoctrinated. This particular individual said he left the Christian faith because Christianity um, does not treat uh, women right. I don't know what Bible he is reading, but the Bible is very clear. The Bible is very clear. Husband, love your wives as, as Christ loved the church and laid down his life for the church. The husbands are being called upon to lay down their lives for their wives. So how can this be something that is anti-woman? Anti I, I don't understand. The command is clear. Husband, love your wives. So the Bible doesn't support mistreating women or subjugating women or putting women in the second place. It, it doesn't exist in the Bible. There's no male, there's no female. We're all one in Christ. We're all God's children. And by the way, the Bible says the woman is a helpmate to the man. Helpmate, you cannot help if you don't have what it takes. If you're not strong, if you don't have the resources, you cannot help. The woman is not a liability. The woman and the man, the, none is superior, none is inferior. The Bible doesn't teach that. And for somebody to say, oh, I left Christianity because women are not well treated, it doesn't make sense. They should read the Bible and read it very carefully. So Christianity and racism, they don't mix. They don't. If you've been taught otherwise, it's time for you to wake up, read the Bible for yourself, and make sure that you understand God's love for everybody. You understand God's love for everybody and how dear everybody is to God. That is why he sent his son to die for everybody. See, many people claim that they are not racist, but their thoughts and actions betray them. When you hear their private conversations about other ethnic groups or other groups of people, you will be shocked. What you say in private, what you say in your heart, when you meet other people, is what you believe. Do you, do you, do you believe that we, we are all equal? And for you who feel that like you are inferior, shame on you for even thinking like that. Who told you that? You are God's child. You better believe God and let every other person be a liar. You know, these same people who say they are not racist do not have friends from different ethnic groups because they do not trust people who do not look like them, isn't it? Please, I'm not talking to... Uh, uh, this is a generalized statement. Yesterday I said, no matter where you're coming from, Chinese, Indian, African, American, if, 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 you, have, if you are living in a, in a diverse community and your friendship is not diversified, you've got to work on that. See, I'm not writing to uh, Christians in the West. This is for Christians all over the globe. I mentioned what Patrice Lumumba a law professor from Kenya 
an, an advocate for the corruption of uh, eradication of corruption in Africa said. He said a very profound statement. And I agree, I accept what he's saying. Because right now in Cameroon, the English-speaking part of the country and the French-speaking part are at a lock ahead. There's a war going on. And when you look at the root causes, issues of discrimination, issues of not being treated, issues of feeling that uh, the Anglophones are second-class citizens, and things like that have led the country into a war. A lot of people have been killed. A lot of people have been uh, displaced. Patrice Lumumba said the following. The blood of ethnicity among the African Christians is stronger than the blood of Christ. In other words, people would rather, would rather hang around with people from their own ethnic group, would rather trust them than other people, even in the church. So those of you from Africa that like to point out the racism of Caucasians, keep your own house in order. You are acting in the same way. You cannot practice Christianity and racism at the same time. If you think this is possible, you are still in your spiritual diapers. You are a baby in Christ. Grow up. Grow up. Grow up. It's time to grow up. We are one in Christ and should act as such. I'm tired of all the complaints. I'm tired of all the excuses we give for treating other people less than they're supposed to be treated. You can believe whatever you want. It's not going to change the fact that the Spirit of God indwells all of us. The same Holy Spirit of God that is in you is in other people that have accepted Christ. Come to realization with that and stop using your culture and history to treat other people less than they're supposed to be treated. The end of racism. Today we're going to be talking about the last thing that you have to do. You have the final say. You have the final say. You are not at the mercy of what other people think about you. You are not at the mercy of the treatment other people have done to you. You are not at the mercy of what people believe about you. You are not at the mercy. Even if you've been told that you are at the mercy, you are not. I want you to understand. This is very subtle, but it's very powerful. What you believe matters a lot. What you believe about yourself matters a lot. It's either going to make or break you. Let everybody else be a, be, be a liar and let God be true. God has declared before you were born in your mother's womb and knew you, you are wonderfully miraculously, fearfully made. You need to believe that. You must believe that. That is the truth. It's what it is. Don't allow your experiences, don't allow society, don't allow what the so-called experts are saying about you to override the word of God. I draw the line there. I'm going to see talk today about the 12 spies that went to spy the land. God had told them before they went into the land, I am going to give you the land. You're going to go in and take the land. The land is flowing with milk and honey. 
go spy the lamb, come back, get ready, go in and take the lamb. Go into the lamb and see that, yes, it's indeed flowing with milk and honey. Twelve spies were sent into the lamb, and they went in. Lo and behold, the lamb was flowing with milk and honey. They came back with produce from the lamb as evidence that what God had said was true. But there was a little problem, a little problem. They saw that the cities in the land were fortified and the people were giants. And they made a very fatal mistake. Ten of them made a mistake. The mistake of focusing on the obstacles that they saw in the land and forgetting that God's word takes precedence over everything else. God has said, let's go take the land. Instead of them basing their action on that promise from God, on that instruction from God, they decided to allow what I call the grasshopper complex, the grasshopper complex to get to them. They became so inferior in front of the giants that they told the, the general assembly that when we saw the giants, we became inferior. We became less human because of their technological advances, because of their uh, high walls, because of their size, because of their physical presence. We felt we became grasshoppers. Therefore, because we are now grasshoppers, we can no longer take the land. Can you imagine where they're really grasshoppers? They allowed what they were seeing to influence how they saw themselves. And because of that, it destroyed their mission. Remember, I had mentioned that the devil attacked Jesus' identity because your, you, your identity is tied to the resources, to your mission. And your mission is tied to your identity. When you see yourself in a certain light, you see what you are capable of doing. The king is ruling because he believes he's a king. The day he sees believing that he's a king, he's going to falter. And that's why Jesus did not mess with the devil. He, he just used the word of God to knock him out of his life. You have to do that. Don't, don't, don't try to argue with people. God has said something about you. You need to believe it. Unfortunately for the ten spies, the very thing they were afraid of happened to them. They did not enter the promised land. They died in the wilderness. But we have two people who said, yeah, there are giants in the land, so what? There are fortified cities, so what? We've not allowed it to change how we see ourselves. We've not allowed it to influence who we are. God has made a promise. Caleb and Joshua said, go in, let's go take it. Are you allowing the perception of other people? Are you allowing how other people view you? Are you allowing how other people present themselves to you to make you start feeling that, oh, I'm a grasshopper, I'm not, I'm not human enough? Are you allowing that to get to you? It's time for you to rise up and begin to believe what God says about you. That is the only way you're going to be free. You can march all day. No human being has the ability to make another human being more human. It's left to you. You believe what God says about you or you don't believe it at your own peril. 
The ball is in your court. You have the power to kick it in any direction you choose. The ball is in your court. Stop blaming other people. Stop blaming other people. Stop the blame game. Stop complaining. There's nothing wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with you. Those things about you that you cannot change, like your skin color, where you were born, who gave birth to you, you can't change those things. The sooner you accept them and celebrate them and worship God for them, the better for you. If somebody has told you that where you were born, who gave birth to you and the color of your skin is a limiting factor and you've believed it, you are just suffering from the grasshopper complex. You are allowing things that you have zero control over to start controlling you. No. Be like Caleb and Joshua. Confess what God's word is saying about you. You are the apple of God's eye. You've been created in the image and likeness of God. God loves you and nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing. Nothing. Be he height, depth, nothing can separate you. Be it death, the devil, angels. Nothing created in heaven, on earth, and under the earth can separate you from the love of God. Do you know what it means to be love of God? God loves you so much that he sent his only begotten son to die for you. And now you are doubting if you are human enough. You are allowing other people to be superior to you. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you think like that? Oh, I've been told. By who? Whose report are you going to believe? God's report or the report of those that think they're superior over you? Whose report are you going to believe? Oh, yeah. The ten spies, the saw, of, of course. They, they, I'm not saying you should, re, you should refuse the fact that some people think that you're inferior or some people think that they're superior. I'm not saying you should refuse that. What I'm saying is that don't believe it. Don't accept it. Don't act on it. Don't meditate upon it. You are not inferior. You're a child of God. The ball is in your court. This book is about you as an individual, not about the government, institution, or organization. I mentioned that governments, laws, and organizations are the other players in this issue, but the main thrust of this book is being about you. I want you, you as an individual, to start changing. There's no point in chasing the win because you will never catch the win. I say this to underscore the important fact that you should stop focusing on those that believe to be superior because they are not. Okay? Just because somebody says they're superior doesn't mean that it is true. I'm going to belabor this point to make you change your mind. The Bible is clear how we change. We are transformed by the renewal of your mind. You've been believing wrong information. Now is the time to replace that wrong information with the right information. Change your mind. Change your perception about yourself. Believe the truth, and the truth is going to set you free. Stop believing those who believe that you are inferior and treat you as if you are, because you are not. You are not. It's when you believe that you are going to become inferior. Just like the ten spies, when they saw the, the, the giants in the land and the fortified cities, they believed that those things could stop them, and boom, they became grasshoppers. The power is in your hands. Because when you refuse to believe that other people, what other people say about you, it will render it useless. Don't believe it. What you believe will take hold of you. 
What you believe is going to determine the actions that you take. You must have the right belief system about you. No person is superior to another. No person is more human than another. The issue of racism stems from the fact that some people think they're superior, some are inferior, and they treat them as such. And I've said, it's a smokescreen to the greed, the wickedness, the sinfulness in the heart of man that has been made manifest. This book is not only for those that feel that they are inferior. It is for those that believe that they are superior. Okay? It, it, it may be shocking to hear that you are not superior. You are not superior. Nobody is. Whoever told you that you are superior to others lied to your face. You were lied to. Maybe your parents told you. Maybe you read it in some book. Maybe you watch a movie. Maybe the way your society is set up makes you feel that you are superior. You are not. There's no superior human being. There's no superior human being. We are different. We have different gifts. We have different abilities. But we are all human. There's one human race. And that's why racism is bogus. Racism is bogus. Why are we talking about racism when there's one human race? Can somebody define racism for me? Please write your comments on the comment section. Let me know what you're thinking about it. Define racism for me. It is time for you to come down from your high horse and face reality that all men are created in the image of God. All men are created in the image of God. Therefore, you should stop being part of the problem and start being the solution by treating all people with respect, honor, and dignity. Respect, honor, and dignity. They all have the image of God in them. Your skin color, whatever color it is, doesn't make you better or worse. Melanin, again, I've said it, let me repeat it. Melanin is made to protect us from UV radiation. End of story. No more, no less. You are not going to lose anything if you treat people, if you treat other people right. When everybody's empowered to reach our full potential, it's going to benefit all of us. Stop using skin color to classify and treat people. When you see people with darker skin or lighter skin or whatever is color, don't, don't look down on them. Don't think that because they look a certain way, it makes them less human. There is, has been, and always will be one human race. One human race. This may be a hard truth to swallow, but it is a truth that we said both the oppressed and the oppressed are free. It is a truth. One human race. We, 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 we mistreat people, we kill, we, we, we pillage when we start considering them to be less human, when we stop seeing the image of God in them. Anybody that accepts this truth believes, I mean, the truth that there's one human race creating the image and likeness of God, anybody that accepts this truth believes and acts on it can boldly, boldly, and confidently acts. Racism, where is your sting? Racism, where is your sting? Right? So if there's one human race, if there's one human race, then racism is dead. Racism is dead. Those who are using color to separate humans in different races are wrong. We are using the amount of melanin in somebody's skin to separate us in different races. They are wrong. They are on the wrong side of history. We know who is going to win eventually. 
they are wrong. The good news is this. There is no sting because we are all equally created in the image and likeness of God. There are no children of a lesser God. Amen and amen. This is the truth. Believe it and start confessing it. We are all created in the image and likeness of God. We are no monkeys, cousins. We are no chimpanzees, uncles, and aunties. We are created in the image and likeness of God. None is superior, none is inferior. The ball is in your court. Who will you believe? What your eyes are seeing, what you are hearing from other people, or are you going to believe what God says about you? May I submit it to you. Start believing what God says about you. Start today and get your freedom. You don't need other people to validate you. God has already validated you. You don't need other people to make you more human. You are already human. You don't need other people to make you equal to them because you are already equal to them. You need to understand this. You need to believe this. And when it takes hold of you, you'll be set free. I want to thank you so much for watching. Keep those comments coming. Grab a copy of your book. Read it. And let's have this conversation. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic day. And God bless you tremendously.